back to the Kingsway Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. I got a couple of special guests here from halfway around the world. Our news anchors from uh, <laughs> Sweden are here. No, no, it's uh, Jordan and Kesa Duncan. Yeah. Is it, how do you say that in like a Swedish accent? Like, I, I, like uh, is Duncan? How do you pronounce? Duncan. Duncan. That's yeah. why I was like, which is really I, I, ugly. I don't. It's <laughs> also, but that's that. That's also slang for McDonald's there as well. Yeah, Duncan. Yeah, yeah. Duncan. Really? That's oh, like yeah. the slang. Dude. Like we're gonna go to Duncan. <laughs> Jordan Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. Well. <laughs> I uh, my last name is Coquillard, and I do not want to know what that would be in yeah. Swedish. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> it's French or it is Coquillard. Okay. okay, yeah, yep. I have no idea how you pronounce Swedish. Me neither. Well, well, it's a lot form. like when you try to take a word and then transfer it into Spanish that started in another language mm-hmm. and then yeah. turn it into English. Yeah. I feel like that's what the Bible is, where it's like trying to take four <laughs> yeah, languages yeah, and yeah, turn yeah, it yeah. into what it is. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. So, well, i uh, excited to have you guys on. And the reason we have you on is because uh, a long time ago, uh, it's been a number of years, uh, Jordan was in the youth group yeah. uh, here at Kingsway. And then you went with YWAM halfway mm-hmm. around the world. And then uh, COVID happened, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you met your beautiful bride, and yeah, that's it was uh, amazing. <laughs> sure. And then no bumps along the way, no, easy no, transfer, straight yeah. back to Sweden, life of luxury, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure, <laughs> it's great. No, you've been on a major journey, and uh, even some of the things we'll get to discuss is just like what ministry is like, um, because you're actually currently doing ministry mm-hmm. in Sweden mm-hmm. at a, at her home church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're both working and life is, we'd had lunch and I just half the conversation. I'm just like, I have never heard any of this. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. And it just, it, it made me so curious. And part of why we have this podcast is because we are curious about things. We like to learn, we mm-hmm. like to discuss. And I think as we widen our view and our understanding, it really helps us see that the gospel goes further than our little world. Mm-hmm. And it also speaks to multitudes. It doesn't just speak to one culture, one mm-hmm. language, one yeah, kind definitely. of person and when you live in the midwest it's really easy to think it's just for the shire because that's what i call the midwest here it's just this little shire of a place you know it's like this quiet nothing really ever happens Um, there's no wars within a couple states away (laughs) interesting interesting right and now you're closer to mount doom than ever you know (laughs) well um just to catch people up uh you graduated in what year from mount vernon high school do you remember? 2016. 2016. Yeah. So that's been seven years ago. Oh, Lord. Does that make you feel <laughs> yeah, old? That's I makes, do. Definitely makes me feel old. Yeah. Um, my 20th yeah, high school reunion is this year. So 2010 wow. was my first year in youth group here. Jeez. So you were in youth group for quite a while. I remember, I think it was eighth grade. Exactly. No, it was, it was seventh, uh, seventh grade. Seventh grade. The end of that semester. So it would have been the start of, or started so like, end of your yeah, seventh I went grade on year. like the summer yep. camp for eighth grade yep. and then started full force. But yep. And I remember it. life was really tough. There was a lot of hard things that you went through there oh, for yeah. those few years. And uh, we really just, we bonded. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then on top of that, I, I was, we were in the heart of like our youth ministry was growing Things were changing, and I was learning and growing. So there was kind of this like, "Don't screw this up," and also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. "Don't screw this up" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, type mentality. But we really just uh, 
if anybody's ever done youth ministry and you've had somebody that you have kind of gone through some hard things, I call it foxholes. Like you, you make really close friends really fast in a foxhole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so if you go through or some really hard stuff with people and you make it out the other side, yeah. it really is a bond. And mm-hmm. so you and I have always been that way. And we were actually joking around. Um, do you have that? Yeah. Uh, he and I did this stupid thing that I, <laughs> I don't really regret. But so I had a Bible for my first uh, seven years of youth ministry. And then he gave me a Bible the year he graduated with a bunch of the seniors. So it was kind of cool. He, he brought it. I'm so sick. So <laughs> and so you can't maybe see this if you're listening, but he brought the actual Bible, which is now duct taped. <laughs> it was no, it was already duct taped. It was. It, it was. Me. It's just I, extra layers of protection. And so yeah. and, and a couple of scotch tapes. And- <laughs> A few extra coffee stains as well. <laughs> oh, dude. And so I I was, I, you know, I'm not like a prolific reader, but I'm also like the type of person that likes to take notes in the Bible. Mm-hmm. There are some people I know they are like never write in the Bible ever. Yeah. And I'm like, eh, I kind of forget things. And so I want to remember it. And so mm-hmm. anyway, we exchanged these and it's so cool to see that. Um, and so when you graduated, uh, you went off to YWAM, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And it was California? Uh Technically, Technically, it was Baja, California Baja, in Mexico. Yes, Baja. Yes, I forget uh, Baja. But like part of the California branch of YWAM. Yeah. And you were with Sam? No, he was in another. He was um, in another group. Very close by, but a different okay. kind of ministry And when track. did you two meet then? Was that in Baja or is it? Yeah, in yeah. Ensenada. Ensenada. Yeah. 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 Okay. So um, I did like my discipleship training school. Um, and then I went back and started working there. And we met that summer, the okay. first summer we were doing the youth camps yeah. in yeah. Baja. And that was my second summer. So you'd already been there a year. So that so she'd already uh, yeah, been there a year, kinda. but she was gone when I was there first there. So we never yeah. met until that second summer. Wow. Yeah. So you were doing the same thing for over a year. You just didn't ever meet each other. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Like it never like lined up where we were in the same place at the same time. So I, uh, this is really fun. Uh, have you ever heard of a meet cute? You know what yeah. a meet yeah, cute yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so how did you guys meet? Uh, so we met. It's so funny. She doesn't remember. I don't all. remember the first time, but he. But I, I don't know, remember what I was wearing. Listen, what she was wearing. This boy yeah. met a Swedish, <laughs> and he's like, he'll remember. Yeah. Right? He's just some yeah. kid from the Midwest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we uh, had our first meeting uh, for like our ministry. That so I came. I had just like landed and like was driven down across the border and I was like pretty overwhelmed. And we had like our first meeting to like prepare for um, the ministry. We were doing like team building stuff. And I walked in and I met her. And I don't even think she introduced herself to me. She might have. She definitely did. She's very friendly. So she introduces herself mm-hmm. to everyone. Well, she's more extroverted than you. Yeah, very much. Infinitely more. <laughs> well, and I, I, I would love to see her in Sweden because I guarantee yeah. you when you're around mm-hmm. your people with the way you feel yeah. comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot totally easier. Totally different. Like. <laughs> And I would. She be, has like two personalities in like the two languages she speaks, and yeah. I, 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 I would you assume she says well. I yeah. also have oh. like depending on the language we speak, the personality can shift. So I'm yeah. not going to get too crazy, but you know why that is? No. Okay, no. so this is this it's a neurological thing to okay. learn really? a language takes the opposite side of the brain as creativity. Okay, mm-hmm. it's a neurological. Mm-hmm. So you can back this up. People in the comments are going to roast me if I'm wrong, but I'm almost 100% sure. I love the internet, but you guys are also the worst. (laughs) Learning a language is such a cerebral thing Mm -hmm. that it actually is like learning a skill more than it is an expression. Mm. So it's your second language is almost harder to express. That's why when people like Mm. want, if you want to hear their heart language, you go Mm. to their first language. Yeah. 
okay. If I you didn't want, know that. yeah, That's so cool. like it's harder for yeah. you to express true feelings, true yeah. emotions, because mm-hmm. it's not your heart language. It's yeah. your you know the language, yeah. but it's not your heart language. I feel like it's harder now as well living in Sweden because when we lived in Mexico, like English became almost my first language. Mm-hmm. So now it's kind of like going back again a little. Yes, yeah, so now she's speaking Swedish a lot, like yeah. in her yeah. daily life. We continue to speak English at home just because. Yeah. Yeah, well, she just doesn't like my Swedish. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I'm like, it but, works for everyone else, but, but not for you. <laughs> for example, like when you get really angry, yeah, do you go to Swedish? No, no, but I, my accent goes thicker. It gets thicker, <laughs> it gets thicker, right? But that's what I mean. Like when you get really passionate, yeah, like you'll well, yeah, and then she'll like lose a word and then get even more angry because she's like. Mm-hmm. Whatever, I'm speaking my second language. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know. So and I always win every argument because it's yes. my second language. Or you can just go into a really fast Swedish and you yeah. can't keep up. And so then yeah. it's, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got it now. Yeah. First well, couple years. I'm was, impressed yeah. that you did and that you told me at lunch that you're, you're speaking very well. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad that you, you were able to learn that, even writing and reading. Yeah, so I'm like uh, basically like high school level. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to finish like high school level Swedish classes. Dude, I, how hard is Swedish compared to like Spanish? I would say they're about the same. Okay, they're both like are they both Latin, Latin based? based? Are they yeah. both Latin based? Okay, um, so there's I want to lo- say that Swedish grammar is easier for an English speaker. Yeah, because it's not so gendered. They don't have yeah. like there, 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 and there. No, <laughs> no like you don't all, change the verb. You don't change. Yeah, about. depending on like the, <laughs> it's not depending on who you're talking. About. Yeah, it's not gendered at all. Okay. So like Spanish, everything has a oh, yeah. gender. Um, Hermano, hermana. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And Swedish, you don't know what that is, brother and girl. (laughs) (laughs) And Swedish, nothing's gendered. um, Yeah, and there's like a basic root word, and then you can modify it. So it's it's pretty. So I've I've only been to one country that wasn't Latin based, um, and that was in Egypt. And we took two Arabic lessons, and my mind almost blew up. Yeah, (laughs) I I legitimately was like, they're like, read it backwards. I have, yeah, and I was just like, I'm sorry, it's not real letters. (laughs) Oh my god, I have a buddy who learned uh, the language they speak in Cambodia, Kumai. Is what it's called, and it's like it's not Latin based, and it's not even like close to Arabic either. It's just very, very odd. And as mm. an English speaker, he's like, he's so upset. We and have like uh, frustrated <laughs> all the time trying to learn it. A couple of our uh, a, um, mission partners, Doug and Noy, they uh, they they do some work in Laos, and one of the things that she says is that the the region ge- geographically is so crazy yeah. that over a mountain, yeah, can be well, a different. Kind of Sweden as well. Wild. That's Sweden as well. You can drive thirty minutes and like hear an accent I can't understand. Like thirty minutes away. Yeah. Um. Someone explained it to me. It has something to do with the fact that like, you know, people have been there speaking that language for thousands of years compared to like in America, we've been speaking the language here a hundred, three hundred years. So so. there's uh, some places in the Cajun, like South, yeah, that are very similar because they have like French Mm -hmm. roots Mm -hmm. and then they have like very like steeped regions in that so like i don't know if you've ever heard like someone it's almost like uh when the robinsons or robertsons would talk yeah exactly and, like, yeah, they're, yeah, like yeah. Just this yeah i've heard cajun thick yeah, accent cajun and accents. you're like what is that no yeah. like, it's english like no that yeah, exactly. is exactly it's no like a dialect i have ever heard yeah. you know it's not even an accent it's a dialect yeah. and that's what i would call it in <laughs> sweden it's like a dialect instead mm-hmm. of a yeah which is wild so so you guys meet and then you're dating and then covid breaks out and you guys want to do like the whole marriage thing, but neither of you can get citizenship in the opposite mm, country. Yeah. No. So we, we got engaged in January um, 2020. Um, nice timing. Yeah, the world. Nice. Great the, timing. The, the world that seems so bright. Seems so much yeah. promise. <laughs> the future seemed to have so much promise. Um, yeah. And, you know, everything that happened. Also, I do feel like I should 
state that I was also a mission partner with this church as well. Yep. You guys supported me mm-hmm. um, with monthly support for yeah. the four years I was in Mexico. Yep. Um, we kind of uh, liked you. Yeah. No, <laughs> but I was just like, I, I still feel a part of the church, even though I've not been here for years and years. It's like, I've always had the support of this church. So, um, well, you are definitely uh, one of my favorites. I get to pick favorites. So, uh, no, I, I, you're right. And it, there was, you humbly asked for it. We were we were more than willing to be generous and try to help. And, you know, we, we weren't over, I don't feel like we were overly generous in the yeah. sense of like, I mean, we didn't give a ton. But no, we, you didn't give me anything really. It was kind of, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it we, was perfect. We were able to yeah. stipend. And then, and, and honestly, it was more of like, we wanted you to know that we, we were behind mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. we were excited. Yeah. And I mean, when we first met, and I met you. It was yeah. like I was like, oh, you guys are gonna be a power couple because because <laughs> in my mind, I'm just thinking these are people that left comfortable places and went to do uncomfortable things mm-hmm. without knowing that they had anyone else. Mm-hmm. And that's like the best teams because marriage is meant to be not can you walk with me and carry me. I'm going on an adventure. Would you like to come with me? Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. That's and cool. of course, you support and walk. Yeah. But it's like you both had that drive. To yeah. do cool things, and you're still there. Yeah. I mean, I'm yet to be determined what's yeah. gonna be, you know, down the road. Um, and God willing, if you ever start a family, I mean, you'll get mm. to do that. That's a whole other adventure yeah. that mm-hmm. yeah. down the road. I mean, we waited five years, and I highly recommend you wait. <laughs> so once, you, <laughs> once you do it, it's over. Yeah, they're beautiful blessings from God, but yeah. wild amounts of work. Um, and then on top of that, so then you meet each other, you get so engaged. Yeah. So, yeah, so COVID happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and everything shut down real fast. Everything was so fast. There was like talks of shutting the border of Mexico. Oh yeah, and then, I remember talking with you guys. And so shut I called, all the trips down. So the church, everything. the church like gave me some extra money to like hold me over while I'm in Mexico. But she had to be back in Sweden, um, mm-hmm. and her flight was out of America. And we just like last second packed up and just drove, drove across the yep. across the border. No plan. Got to like the same day. Yeah, the same day that mm-hmm. closed the border. They closed the border at midnight that night. And we crossed the border at like nine a.m. that day. Mm-hmm. And like I remember California. Like we stopped to get some like water and stuff. And there's like no toilet paper. That was wild. There was also no that. normal water. It was just bubbly. Yeah, water. so we just <laughs> bought like two packs of Lacroix because that's the only water available. And I was like, all right, well, if the world's gonna end, it's gonna it's gonna taste, taste like, like water down strawberries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, so we drove. We just drove to Mount Vernon. Um, yeah. No plan, no place to stay. Like my mom didn't have a place for us, and we just crashed with some friends and uh, kind of, yeah. you know, in in retrospect, it was a bit of an overcorrection. But at the time, I feel like a lot of us now forget, like, at the time, like, we legitimately thought, like, oh. this could be, like, the end, like, you know, they're saying, like, you can't yeah. leave your house for two weeks or, you know, a month. Oh, it and, was wild, dude. I, I still... And also, you know, Missouri was handled it much differently in California and Mexico. Like, in oh, Mexico, yeah. I remember they were, like, they, they had, like, disinfectant, like, bleach puddles you had to step like in to disinfect tray, your yeah. shoes when you walked into a store. And it's, like... What do my shoes have to do with COVID spread <laughs> oh, and dude. stuff like that? So and I remember we were also thinking, like, if one of us actually do get real sick, like, and American there healthcare was that, is a lot better we wouldn't have than the Mexican. Because, you know, we didn't know how serious yeah. it was. So, yes, oh, so, yeah, dude. So we spent... I remember hanging out with you. Yeah, we spent, like, four months here. Because um, you would go on, like, morning walks, or, like, you'd have to, like, get out of the house. And, like, yeah, yeah. You were going stir-crazy. Stir <laughs> yeah. I, like, I have got to leave the house. It was, we like, had, walks in yeah. the gym for me. <laughs> we had, like, no money, and I didn't feel comfortable continuing to take money from, like, the financial supporters I had because I wasn't mm-hmm. really doing ministry. So and I, like, a lot of those people lost their jobs. And a lot of those people well. lost their jobs at that moment. Um, so that was also a factor in, like, I don't know if I can keep paying, like, the rent yeah. or whatever. So I came up here. I got a job at Walmart. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Dark days. <laughs> it was. Those were dark days. I'm very grateful um, for the opportunity, but also it was awful. <laughs> well, and I remember I remember talking to you and telling you, like, 
there's only one answer that really works when you want to step up in those mm-hmm. situations, and it's do whatever it takes. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I, I remember telling you, I'm like, you just have to do whatever it takes, man. Yeah. Like, doesn't mean you have to find it. You don't, you, you don't get the luxury of waiting for the perfect decision. Yeah. You have to just yeah. start. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, make the adjustments. Yeah. And you did that. Mm-hmm. I thought both of you did that. As yeah, she... Mm-hmm. Learned how to play video games. So then in the middle of the lockdown, basically your citizenship ran out, right? And like you had to go back home. Yeah, well, it was a mix of that. And also I had two friends getting married. Yeah. And I, and the plan was for us to meet back in Mexico. Like, but I also couldn't stay that much longer in America. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it was so, like yeah. a weird, yeah, your visa. It's like was a weird like, middle period. Yeah. So then there's like a year. How far, how long were you guys apart? Not at that, long, at that time, time, it was only a couple months okay. because I shortly went, the world kind of opened up again. So mm-hmm. I went back to Mexico mm-hmm. in August and then she joined me there in September. It okay. was like really sad though because I remember flying back with my wedding dress because we canceled the wedding yeah, in we September. But like September I still brought it back to Sweden with me. It was just really sad. Oh. And people were there were like, congratulations. I was like, it's not happening. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rough. So, but we got back to Mexico and we just decided to uh, make it happen. So we yeah. eloped. Oh, I watched it. Yeah, we <laughs> eloped with like 14 friends. We had one of our friends just marry us. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Beautiful wasn't ordained. Beautiful sunset. Yeah, we wedding. Facebook lived it, it for the family. It wasn't supposed to be sunset. It was it Mexican time. It wasn't supposed to be sunset. It, we were just very late. <laughs> so it, it was beautiful. Yeah. So we Facebook lived it and... Uh, we got legally married over Zoom. Technically, we're legally married in the state, of Utah, in the state right? of Utah. Yeah. Yep. That was the only state that would allow a Zoom wedding. I remember you figured that out, and I was like, that is wild. Yeah. But I also loved it. Like, yeah. I was like, that's so cool. Because we did some premarital counseling, mm-hmm. yeah. and I was like, I would love to be able to marry you, but yeah. I can't. Like, yeah. I can't do it. Like, Because yeah. like, I couldn't get into the state. Because she couldn't time. come because exactly. the order yeah. had closed to anyone who wasn't an American citizen at that so time. So, th- you know, what's funny is like you say all this and we're like, we're laughing and stuff, but there was like months. And mm. It was just crazy. It was so stressful. And I remember talking with you multiple times about it and just being like, I don't have any answers. Like I was like, I don't know what to tell you. And yeah. like it, it was, it felt like the system was working completely against what should have been something that should have been okay. Mm-hmm. And it was just pure timing. But I, as, as you guys have figured out, like, you go through something like that and you can make it, then everything starts to get back to AKA whatever normal is. Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is easy. You're like, yeah, yeah, I feel like the lockdown, especially here when I was home going a little crazy and you working a job you didn't really like, it was like, if we can make it through this, like yeah. we can make it through anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and you guys were really, I mean, he was so compassionate and he felt how stressed and, you know, how you just felt like you're away from your home, yeah. away from everything you know, away from your friends, away from your family. Mm-hmm. And he knows what that's like because yeah. he, you know, and so it, you guys, I could tell there was compassion and already a, an understanding of teamwork and giving each other grace when things are stressful and not, not leaning into demand, but actually trying to figure things out and yeah. be independent. Yeah. It was good. And so now you've moved to Sweden. So yeah, we, yeah. we um, decided ago. to do the whole visa process for me so I could um, live and work in Sweden. Um, so about two years ago, we started that. So process. how long does your visa last for? So it's actually up <laughs> in like two weeks. <laughs> so what's the plan? So when I go back, I'm going to renew it. And uh, the reason kind of like the timing of this trip was so incredible is because after I start the process to renew my visa, I can't actually leave Sweden until that process is complete. Otherwise, they won't and it let can me be come like back six in. Months or something. And it can take six to eight months. So the fact that like, you know, we're in America for a couple of weddings from close friends, the fact that the timing just like I didn't tell them this and the timing just like laid out to where they were getting married so close together that I could go to both mm-hmm. weddings yeah. even though they're across the country 
And at the same time, it's before I'm not allowed to leave Sweden, you know? So it was like, it felt too perfect to not be able to make That's, the trip. Yeah. Awesome. yeah. Well, and so you get married, you get back there, you've been there for two years, mm-hmm. you've learned <laughs> Swedish, yes. you've gotten a job. Yeah. Um, you have a couple jobs. Yeah, I've, I've had a couple of jobs so yeah. far. Um, and then you're doing social work. Yeah, so. I'm studying. Studying for social work. So, yes. And I know, uh, you know, you guys are... You, so you've been married like what two and a half three years three, three years yeah three years for the first wedding the second we had two weddings <laughs> yeah we had a wedding with all our friends and family after covid was over in yeah. july of 21 yeah. when we were in sweden um but the first wedding <laughs> yeah yeah no three and three years that's awesome so i guess what i want to get to is because you know you have been a mission partner here and i know you both have done ministry work and it's funny that you both <laughs> you both did ministry in another country that wasn't your home country yeah <laughs> that's how you met <laughs> it's yeah. like it's yeah. so cool and so now you've been and you contacted me. What has it been? Six months ago? Eight months ago? When did you start at the beginning? Mm-hmm. Beginning yeah, of the year February. or something? Okay. And you're like, hey, I think I'm gonna be doing youth ministry. And <laughs> I'm like, cool. And you're like, what? What do? You, what do you recommend? And in my mind, I'm like, I don't know. I've never done youth ministry in Sweden. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, like, I, don't, like I don't know what to yeah. do. I'm like, are the same uh, as American neither. kids? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't. Like, um, me either, dude. <laughs> well, and then you're like. Uh, you're like, do you have any lesson stuff? And I'm going to try to translate it into Swedish. And I'm like, I don't know if any of these illustrations, yeah. any of the mm-hmm. things that I'm talking about, I don't know if the culture's the same way. They're a bunch of prudes, a bunch mm-hmm. of crazies. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know if there's anything in between. Mm. So, like, describe to me, and you help him, hold him, yeah, you yeah. know, like, yeah. what is the teenage life like over there? Because you said some things at lunch that I was like, this is wild. <laughs> like, what's a teenage life over there? Like, give yeah. me a 13-year-old to, like, a... A 17-year-old, like, yeah. what's the differences that you're seeing? Yeah, um, so if anyone who is Swedish is listening to this, do not be offended if I speak out of pocket. <laughs> like, I'm not Swedish, obviously. I'm no expert in Swedish life. No. She can correct me where I'm wrong. This is a form of curiosity, yeah. not critique. <laughs> exactly, right? This yeah. is just curiosity because uh, obviously... And, I, and what I, whatever I say, I have no opinion either way on it. It's like, it's mm. it's their culture. It's the way they decide to yeah. do things. Um yeah, I, well, the first thing you'd, I would say is, is teenagers in Sweden have a lot more autonomy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not, like, curfews, really. I mean, maybe some households have that, but, like, the idea of, like, a be home by nine kind of thing is not really a thing. Um, <laughs> like, a lot of times I'll have youth kids show up and uh, um, their parents will call them and be like, hey, where'd you go? Because they had no idea because they didn't ask permission or anything. They just, like, went to church. And they're like, oh, I went to church today. And they're like, okay. And they don't, like, ask when they'll be home or anything like that. Um, which was very different coming from an American <laughs> point of view where it's like, you know, you need a permission slip and three different uh, oh, yeah. documents so for they, every single thing you do. Do they drive over there? Is there a lot more public transport? Uh, like, tons of public transport. Yeah. I give rides as well. Um, we have some like leaders who go around, pick people up if they need it. But also they have this thing called, uh, so they can't drive till they're 18. Um, oh. Yeah. So they're always, they're always so like, oh, I can't believe you guys get your license at 16. Isn't it's that so dangerous? Young. It's so, so young. young. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but they have these, Meanwhile, they're out they at 13 get, at 2 in the morning? Yeah, they, like, can what? Get, <laughs> they can get, when they turn 15, they can get a, a license to drive like a moped that has okay. a max speed limit of like 35 kilometers an hour, which is like around 20. Mm-hmm. Um, or another thing they call it an A tractor. Yeah. It's like a, it's a car with a governor put on it. And they can't go over like thirty kilometers per hour. So, so you'll be like forever. driving down the highway, and you'll come up to this car with a big like orange triangle, triangle on the back, and it's going like thirty kilometers an hour, and you have to like slam on your brakes and go around it. And there's just like six teenagers in it, and they're just like bumping like European dance yep. music, and you're like, "What is it? Techno? Is that what they're?" Yes, on there? dude. They like yeah, unironically. Un- they unironically. <laughs> no. 
they unironically listen to like that like Berlin techno I Euro love dance. Techno. I'm a huge. I'll Electron hear them listen to that, and I'll be like, oh, is this like a like you know you see like a meme on TikTok or something uh-huh. with that? I'm like, oh, is that like some kind of meme? And they're like, no, it's my favorite song. I'm like, there's no words. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are words. They just don't make sense. Yep. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, so let me let me ask you this then: Are they are they like clickish? Are the schools like? Like, what are the school systems? Is it junior high, high school, like us? Oh, or it's very interesting. Very different. Yeah, very it's different. very different. That's yeah. why. That's why I'm asking because I figured yeah. it is. Like, what's the educational system? Like, let's start there. So, mm-hmm. whenever they are, um, we would say our version of middle school. Yeah, they would call that upper schooling or higher schooling. Okay. Um, they stop that when they're fifteen. Fifteen. Yeah. Fifteen. And then they have this thing called gym gymnasium, and it's like um, our version of high school, but it's like a you almost a vocational a high school. So they would continue so like to welding take... or like what? Well, we you could do anything. She took a uh, gymnasium I did in healthcare. healthcare. So she was taking like nursing classes at the same time she was like finishing her maths and stuff. So yeah. where we would be doing like math and sociology or whatever in high school, they're doing like some of that, but then they're like focused on also like nursing and like learning how to draw So this blood. is like almost like a... Community college combined with high school. Yeah, like I would say like vocational, bit. like I would say and you can pick. And there's so many options. Ones. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a good thing because it kind of keeps your interest in school. Oh like, yeah, you get to do something fun at the same time. Like they, you could be a hairdresser, you could be a truck. Yeah, driver, they have you like, could be like truck welding. But I mean, I have kids who have done. Can like, you change tracks? Only I like the know. first semester, I think. It so is. then after that, you're stuck. Yeah, they yeah you're kind of locked in, which is also <laughs> terrifying for me, like someone who couldn't even figure out what I wanted to do. Oh, when dude, I, was, I'm, I'm I don't even know what I'm doing now. I mean, yeah. I only I'm a professional studied. baseball player. That's what I am. Yeah. I'm a professional well, baseball so player. You can do a gymnasium. <laughs> like, like I have a kid who's doing a skiing gymnasium. Yeah. So he does does class and then they go skiing all day. Big question here. Yeah. Do they have a video game? Yes, just they, do. Just they do. <laughs> Dude, so you not, have kids like it's not every kid just yeah. be like, I wanna I wanna play the Xbox. Yeah, well that yeah, and they're doing like esports, so they'll like finish their math and their whatever they need. That was like the basic requirements to get uh-huh. into university if they want to continue. And then all the other time class time is like esports or whatever. Jeez. Or like nursing or like she I went mean, to I India on a medical I only did nursing trip. because they said we could go to India for three weeks in yeah. our third year. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the reason why I did it. you're like, yeah, India, that's yep. all I heard. Sure. Just <laughs> India draw blood? Yeah, India draw blood. Got yeah. it? Jeez, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. So yeah. half your students are already in career paths if they're in high school. Yeah, some of them like have already like decided what they want to do with their future. Some of them are just in like a Gen ed. So d- describe to me. So like I and this is complete stereotype, but it kind of helps me understand the culture. Like mm-hmm. when I went to the Ukraine, it's still you, like the way that they described it is like the curtain is still falling. Mm-hmm. Like the Soviet curtain mm-hmm. is still falling. So like people are very somber. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of jovialness. Mm-hmm. Like the, the even their facial expressions and a lot of stuff. It just it almost it'll almost give you this idea of like they've just seen something and been through something super traumatic and yeah. they're not allowed to be happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's kind of the culture. Mm. Yeah. Now, it's not that way around, like, when you get in private places. Yeah. Or like, but, but if you're out on the streets, it's just, you yeah. can almost feel it. Like, yeah. oh, really? wait. Now, that was even before the war. Mm-hmm. So I can't imagine, you know, this is like 2015. But I'm wondering, is Sweden, what is the tone of Sweden? Mm-hmm. Like, if you go out here in the Midwest, mm-hmm. what do they do? They're like, hey, what's up? Yeah, you know, yeah, and like, yeah. they're <laughs> high or like, how you doing? Yeah. yeah. You go to California, uh, not that way. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like California is more like Sweden than like, you kind of okay. avoid eye contact. Yeah, it's kind of like a joke. It's like, 
like you'll see like memes like when a Swede sees someone that they know in public and they're like pulling their hat down. <laughs> and, you know, that's what I wanted. And it's like it's like a, if you go on public transportation, if you're sitting on the bus, if you sit next to someone you don't know, unless you really really have to, that's like what are you? What yeah, are it's, you like, doing? it's like a food. Why would you? Do it's that? weird. New York's the same way. Yeah, yeah. like if you go to New York City. It's yeah. a lot if there's like an open seat yeah. or like a yeah, and you would never strike up conversation with someone like on the airplane. You would never talk to anybody you don't know. No, not very rarely. Very, 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 very rarely. So, like, like, are there extroverted people that do that in the culture that break that norm, or is even the most uh, extroverted? It's so interesting because there's a lot of like Arabic cultures yeah. there in Sweden. Yeah, it's a very they've, mixed. They've, now. they've accepted like a lot of refugees from Syria. Yeah. So you'll you'll be walking down the street and you'll see all the Swedes like trying to avoid eye contact, and then you'll see all the Arabic guys who like are out front of the convenience store, like you know, like jovial, well, laughing. hey brother, yeah, 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 yeah all oh that stuff. God. So yeah, it's like a very clash. Yeah. So, so I'm trying to think. So Swedish, Swedish culture at its center. Like, mm-hmm. what would you call? What would you say is like? So in the Midwest, we would be like meat and potatoes, barbecue. You know, like fishing. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. You know, like uh, hunting. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the description of our culture. Like uh, uh, biscuits and gravy. Yeah. You know, like what All is the, the Swedish? <laughs> <laughs> What's the Swedish like? Wh- if you describe it in Swedish, like what is the Swedish things like that? I feel like the main word is fika. Oh yeah, which is basically having a cup of coffee and like a pastry. Yeah. Okay, that and sounds very French, though. Oh yeah, maybe. But Swedes like find a reason to do it both the, in the wh- morning and, and in at the night. Oh, yeah. yeah. the yeah, afternoon. Like, That's awesome. Like it's basically just hang out. So a lot of talking, but yes, meatballs and potatoes. Meatballs and potatoes. Yeah. Um, well, I would say like Sweden is not good at food. No, <laughs> not but great. I would say Sweden is extremely good at like pastries, like cinnamon bun, like canel buller, cinnamon buns, and like. All these different kinds mm-hmm. of cookies and everything um, that you sold. have that you have with a cup of coffee because fika is like a national like for example if I were to ever become a citizen of Sweden after I was like accepted my citizenship I would go to have my first fika as a Swedish citizen at like the parliament so here you know you would say the pledge of allegiance there you go and fika you have a cup of coffee and a cinnamon bun <laughs> to celebrate uh, becoming a Swedish citizen that now does it like the president pour it for you uh, like, no, like, no, but, no, but it's no, like no. everybody everybody do who's you even become, have a president no but the That's, king could do it Carl Gustav you don't even have a president like, yeah. like, so yeah. is it a democracy though? Do you get to vote? Yeah, they like, have yes. a parliament. Okay. And the have, king doesn't really do anything. Yeah, he's like, for, like the public English, appearance. The English yeah. king. Okay. Do you still pay him though? Mm, yes. I, no <laughs> I don't know. Does he have a I know palace? That I get a <laughs> yeah. lot of taxes. Okay. Okay. I know there's a lot of taxes taken on him. Okay. Uh, That's what I know. You're paying for the king. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, his family used to ask the other day, like, if I was like related to the king. I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Sweden is small, but not that small. Now, how many people are in Sweden? Like 10 million. Oh, oh, in the size of California. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So like New York City. Half yeah, of that's New York City. what yeah. I was saying. Is like it's funny is there's more people in LA County than the entire country of Sweden. Yeah. So, so the, the population is not very dense then. Or it is because it's basically the southern half of the country is populated, yeah. and then the northern no half really is like north. just like too you icy. Know, imagine too like cold. Yeah, it's too just cold dark. and miserable and dark. It's like the people who live there are the people you imagine live in like the mountains here and don't want to talk to anybody. Or in like Alaska. Yeah, like the Alaskans. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, mention this. You mentioned this a couple times to me. Like winters there, how much sunlight are you getting? In winter, where we live, because we're pretty south, it's like six hours at the worst around Christmas time. So like, but I mean, like in the north, the sun doesn't even set in winter time. Or doesn't? It doesn't come up at all. 
Uh, Listen, but right on now, the, I'd have to be taking so much vitamin D. <laughs> yeah, it's not even. Funny. I never believed seasonal depression was a thing until I moved. Oh, there. Yeah. dude, I, I feel it. I knew bones. it once we moved here from Arizona because we would be tr- like, I oh, was like, yeah. oh, every January and February, or Jan- yeah, January and February, I'd be like, this the is the worst place on the planet. <laughs> on the flip side, in the summertime, yeah. there's barely any darkness. Like the darkest it gets is like a sunset, pretty much, even in the south. Like there's not very there's like maybe an hour of pitch blackness so you can be out until like two or three in the morning like doing what like camping or fishing do like the whole like live there in the summers and that's so that's what many of them do (laughs) (laughs) a lot of summer houses in spain Mm -hmm. yeah (coughs) or winter houses I suppose. well and that's that makes sense because uh, you know even in arizona a lot of guys you know they call them the snowbirds but they come Mm -hmm. when they get snowy up north Mm -hmm. they come to arizona and then when the i mean i would do that if we had the money for sure (laughs) she's already talking about it yeah i'm like let's buy a house let's buy a normal house first before we talk about the summer house well (laughs) i love i love hearing this because here's the thing like we get we get so stuck in what we think is um the way to live and there's so many different ways and cultures and things like what are some of the things that you guys uh, that you are noticing that's different or that you've experienced Mm -hmm. that that you're like man i wish america Mm -hmm. used some of this like they they would use this experience or this this Mm -hmm. cultural norm or like this kind of tradition that would i think help um americans you know grow or understand or they would cherish too if they knew about it like is there anything that's different that I mean, the coffee coffee thing's a big thing. I mean, mean, yeah, I would say that for me, the thing that I enjoy so much about Sweden and would wish that would be like, if I could like, if I was emperor of the world and I could enact one thing, you know, it would be the relationship with work. Because in Sweden, work is not your life. Like you, you are like, it's almost to an extreme, like as an American coming from that kind of perspective where we just, you know, work, work all your, the time, work your fingers yeah. to the bone, like earn everything mm-hmm. you have in life, which I agree with in a sense. But in Sweden, it's like, you know, if I'm going to work uncomfortable hours or overtime, I'm going to get a lot of extra money. I have like, I personally have 28 Mm-hmm. Um, vacation days, paid vacation days every single year. Um, if I get sick, I don't have to take vacation days for being sick. Like I get sick pay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a child, mm-hmm. um, there's, I think it's like maybe 18 to 20 months of parental leave that you can split. Like there's like two weeks that I'm guaranteed three months. She's guaranteed. And then like a year and a half that we can split however we want. So like mothers can be home with their children until they're like two or three years old. Wow. Um, which, you know, so you have all of that, you know, and I come here and I see my friends having kids like trying to figure out, like, hey, can someone take care of my newborn so I can go back to work after Kyler, like three weeks? Kyler had to go back in like two weeks. I yeah. was just like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then horrible. so you're, yeah. And so if I would do that, I would just say that like, like I would want America to change their relationship to work. Not necessarily say don't work as hard, but don't work as much, mm-hmm. you know, enjoy life outside of work. Yeah. yeah. Um, because that's a very strong thing. Like they have very strong unions in Sweden, almost to the point where it's like <laughs> difficult to open a business because of all the union laws yeah. and stuff. So, so it is it, in, a, in a sense, America is nice. If you like own a business mm-hmm. from what, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. if you own a business, like it's nice. Um, here because there's not so many workers rights laws in sweden it's like you're paying so many extra fees and taxes and everything for like Mm -hmm. having a worker but as it's just like a guy working at the factory right your life is your quality of life is infinitely higher in sweden just because of how strong the like labor rights are that's crazy 
I would say to answer your question, probably it might just be my friends, but like how intentional we are with our time with each other. Yeah. Or like, like if you are having a meal together, like that's actually like bringing people together. We'll sit down. We have like a long talk. And like that doesn't necessarily have to end there. You could go into like a fika or coffee mm-hmm. and like keep going. I think that's Americans are very on the rush all the time. I think it's connected to like work oh, and yeah. feeling stressed. The most poignant example I can say to this is like the idea of eating in your car is not a thing in Sweden. No. You go it's also the because we drive manuals. <laughs> well, yeah, you do drive a manual most yeah. of the time. But you go to a drive through and yeah. it's there's no one eating in their car because they're like, what? We can just take a chill. We can either eat in the restaurant or we can take it home and eat together. Yeah. And there's no, like, like when I'm eating a burger in the car, cases like, you could just, like, wait, you know? Whereas in America, it's like life is so on the go. Oh, like, yeah, got, man. Got to get yeah. back from work, take the kids to soccer, every, you know, over and over. And, like... And here's the funny thing. I came here, easily, it's been 18 years ago. Um, and I've been back to Arizona several times. And the reason, one of the reasons, not the only one, but one of the reasons we chose to stay here is the, the pace of life is so much slower yeah. in the Midwest than it is in places like California or Arizona yeah. or New York. Exactly. And so for me, it was it was one of those, like, I work right next to where I live. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be in a rush. Like, mm-hmm. People yeah. don't demand me to be, you know what I mean? And it, yeah. it really yeah. was kind of a pace of life thing. Yeah. Dallas Willard, I don't know if you guys know yeah, Dallas I love Willard. Dallas. Okay. So he's a famous American author, Christian author, wrote Christian Disciplines. But he has a famous saying that says, uh, relentlessly eliminate hurry mm-hmm. from your life. Mm-hmm. It is the enemy of your soul. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a famous Japanese philosopher that I can never remember his name, and I will not butcher it now, but he is Japanese <laughs> and he's brilliant. <laughs> Um, but he said God was fully capable of fulfilling his complete promise at three miles an hour as which a Hebrew man would walk mm. in three years. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like we, he didn't have cars or planes or anything, and he mm-hmm. just walked around, and he's completely capable of fulfilling his promises at three miles an hour. So, that's you awesome. know, yeah, that's yeah right? So like, I think it's, that, that is a very cool thing. Um, yeah. I recognize that with you when you were even here, that like yeah. the pace of life here and like – even you're in a close proximity with people, but mm-hmm. people didn't take the time to like just be with each other. It's like yeah. they're playing games or talking they're on their phone. Yeah. Like I remember you just being like, I just don't <laughs> feel like I'm, everyone's got somewhere to go and yeah. be. Yeah. And like, I'm never, we're never comfortable mm-hmm. with each yeah. other. Yeah. And it's that, it's that idea of Sabbath mm-hmm. really. Yeah. And, and uh, like not necessarily the idea of like, okay, like I have the day off, so let's just not do anything. But the, like the intentional resting, mm-hmm. like whatever that looks like for you. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, even in Sweden, but a, mo- a lot of people in America would uh, say that they're resting, but not actually resting. They're not no. being intentional about the rest. If you know, I'm, your Saturday off yeah. and like, you're like, oh, I love my kids. I love taking them to soccer practice oh, yeah. and running around and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But at the same time, that's not intentionally resting. Well, and I think if you have your phone in America, phone's right over there. If if I if you have your phone at all, we're in trouble. Like you're you're, uh, you're not yeah. resting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have a, someone has access to me at all times. Yeah. Like, and so it never feels like complete rest. Mm-hmm. I say it all the time. Like, I may not be at the office, but I'm working if I have my phone mm-hmm. because anytime, any place, they can call and text me. So interesting because I just had like a. I don't even know how to translate it. I think oh, I was going to say the Swedish word. Like, uh, it's like a work. It's like a meeting of people who work in the same kind of uh, mm. area. Like it's like a conference of mm. youth. It's like a youth network, like a networking. Mm-hmm. And they were explaining to a lot of the new people who were hired recently about like, uh, like how to set limits on work and stuff like that. And they were talking about how like 
you should have a work telephone and like a normal huh. telephone, you know. And I, they like, we did this thing where like they would say something, and then depending on if you agreed or disagreed, you'd go to one side of the room. And it was interesting for me as the American is like, um, I like the question was like, do you answer your phone outside of working hours if a student called you? Mm-hmm. And I was the only one standing on the side of like, yeah, I would. Um, and everyone else <laughs> was like on the side of like, no, I wouldn't. And I had to like defend that, and like, it was very difficult to defend. I mean, I did defend it because. You know, mm-hmm. I love a good debate, but <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the thing: I I have learned that the balance of that is that I don't rush into work, mm. and yeah. I leave when I want, mm. and I can go to the gym in the middle of the day. Exactly. And like, I have limits to it because That's if I'm good. gonna get a call at nine, mm-hmm. I want to be able to be fresh and feel like mm-hmm. I've no. This is what I made the sacrifices earlier. Mm-hmm. And what I found too is that most of the time, people are working regular jobs nine to five, so. They're not going to call me and talk about the difficulties in their life mm-hmm. but during yeah. those hours. They're going to have to call afterwards. But exactly. yet I'm still required so most mm-hmm. of the time to be here. So it's mm-hmm. like that, that balance, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on top of that, I've just learned at a certain point in the night, I just turn my phone off. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. that's it. if, if I'm the only one that could possibly save the situation, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. Which is a translate, though. It does seem like there is a different sort of calling in ministry over there. One of the things mm-hmm. you told me over lunch is that, like, you have these youth group meetings that last, like, six hours. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay. I can't imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Like you remember what my statement was when the youth. Yeah, the, what you don't I, have to stay here. <laughs> you, also, you don't have to go home, but don't stay the, here. Yeah, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay yeah. here. That was my statement. I'm Thanks, like, you, you don't have to I, go by home. By the way, but I, you I use that. Still, so. Thank <laughs> like, you for that. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Yeah. And, and the concept was just like, bro, I got a life, and yeah. and it really became more. And you'll feel this tension too if the ever comes up. But like, mm-hmm. I had a wife at home with three yeah. little kids, or two little kids, or one mm-hmm. little kid, and she's fighting the good fight over there, and I'm over yeah. here just dunking a basketball, <laughs> like yeah. hanging out, like yeah, babe, I'll be there soon. <laughs> yeah, good luck, you know. Yeah. So I had to get home. Yeah. Um, but talk to me about like you said, this is kind of not just your ministry, but most no, youth ministries. Normal. That's mm-hmm. pretty normal. And is is it have to do with? Hey, we had a great discussion in the youth room, and now let's go have a coffee and the pastry yeah, and I talk don't know. about I it think more. So probably, just yeah. Like there's like out. a lot of just like, you know, there's not there's not this pressure to end the conversation, you know, when the time limit is reached or when the when the allotted yeah. Yeah. scheduled activities are over. I also feel like it's Swedes are a little slow to open up. Like Ooh. they are reserved and like slow. So like. If you actually get a good conversation going, you don't want to just shut it down. You, you got to wait for that yeah. sucker to kind of, uh, like, yeah. a little kind of brim. Yeah. And then, yeah. like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, now let me ask you this. Like, going to Egypt, one of the things they had was they had different times that you could go to school. Mm. So I don't know if they had that in Sweden, but like, no. so they're, they're, they have the opposite problem that you have. Okay. Like Mohezadeen had 6 million people in like a 10 block square okay. radius. Wow. And so what they did was they could offer, depending on the parent's job, mm-hmm. the kids could go to school from 6 p.m. To, to midnight oh, okay. wow. or they could go at eight you know in the morning mm-hmm. to two or whatever okay, yeah and so the couple of the kids they went from six to midnight and they loved it so then there was these two different population breaks like at midnight the kids would get out of school and the streets would just be mm-hmm. flooded as if it was That's like three o'clock crazy. in the afternoon wow. so it's like one in the morning they're all around like a, an ice cream yeah, shop on the corner like getting ice cream and you're like, stuff at like yeah, this is so weird you know it's like but yeah. they the, because of the population so they don't have anything like that no okay no. well i mean in my mind though because that created these two different social systems and then two different social groups mm-hmm. and but it, it was a similar thing where it gave flexibility to the mm-hmm. parents and flexibility yeah. to have mm-hmm. jobs at different times mm-hmm. and so when they have these youth groups you're telling me that 
you know, doing a pretty similar thing. You do a game, you do a mm-hmm. small message, do maybe some worship, you do mm-hmm. some discussion, but then it's like the party after the party. Yeah, it's basically yeah. like imagine an after party. Like I'll be done with the planned activities around like 10.30 or 11 and then they'll go to like about... 10.30 or 11 at night? Yeah. yeah. But we start later. We start around 7.30. That's not later. <laughs> Bro, how, how many times did we do anything to 10.30 or 11 plan? Mm-hmm. I mean, when no. I was in youth, we used to go to like 2 a.m. So like, when they hired me, they all had me scared with these horror stories of like, oh yeah, it could be there till like 3 a.m. sometimes. I've never had to deal with that. It's Jeez. always been around 12.30 or 1. I think the youth group you have now is also very responsible. I do have a very responsible a lot of them are older a lot of them have jobs and they're like i'm tired dude i'm gonna go home you know what i mean so it could come in the future where i do have kids who want to stay and like for me i was told i have the power to like stop it but i just don't feel that need to do that no man i mean like i said the pressure built when the family grew for me but but before that oh my gosh i mean there was times where i was like but that's also where the whole like let's go (laughs) well that's that's also where the whole like uh you know the paid vacation and paternity leave thing comes in so i don't have to feel that pressure because i have like okay yeah cases at home with the kids now but like if she really needs me, I can take a week of vacation or I can take some paternity leave and like, you know, I'm not leaving her alone, but you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And all right. Big question that I haven't asked you. It's personal. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have pizza? (laughs) They have a Middle Eastern kebab on pizza. We have a lot of thinner crust. Okay. So they don't have you. I don't, you would like kebab pizza, but everything else kind of sucks. There's a lot of fish on pizza. Like what are we talking about? There's a lot of weird toppings on pizza. That's what I mean. Really weird. No pepperoni. The way you know it, but you can get like it's depressing. banana and curry on a pizza. Yeah, which you is, can get banana it's not and great. Like African curry and peanuts on a pizza. The only pizza that's worth getting is kebab pizza. Yeah, um, it's like the kebab meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I love good Greek food, so I'm a huge yeah. Greek guy. Yeah, um, so it's like a pizza with like all the normal sauce and cheese, and then you do kebab meat, and then you can have like one of the really popular ones is like French fries on the pizza. Or you can do like kebab meat, like lettuce and listen. The food is not. It's not. It's it's kind of letting me down. Sweet yeah. is so bad. It's letting me down. I'm not. Yeah. There's a reason why I haven't food. gained a bunch of weight. So you know? it's, like, it's because <laughs> the food's terrible. Why hasn't someone gone over there and just opened a New York style pizza place? So that's the thing that everybody keeps telling me is when I do I cook at home and I'll make American food like fried chicken or something and they're like you should open a restaurant. Yes. And I'm yeah. like. What about a good Mexican taco, bro? Exactly. The problem is the lime and the jalapenos are too expensive. Yeah, if I want to buy two jalapenos, it costs me four dollars. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, you can like her girlfriend's from college. I made fish tacos one night, and that was like eighteen months ago, and they're still talking they still about talk it. About they're it. like, we gotta come back and get those fish tacos. And I was like, yes. Yeah, and so that's just that just to give an example of how terrible the food is. Well, and I, I think I think though, like, no offense. So I've been to the Ukraine. The Ukraine is a similar thing where like it's just you eat what you have, like you eat what you have. Like it's it's not. I wouldn't it's, say it's like a sustenance thing. It's just a. I think it's more ideas. Kind of just like ideas mm-hmm. of what is good because so, like a. Uh, like they do this thing called like a rakmakia. It's like a uh, shrimp good. sandwich. That's good. Don't roast that. Mm-hmm. Something that we would think is gross. It's like a mayonnaise shrimp salad that they spread over bread. Mm-hmm. And it's not is like- Is the shrimp grilled or is it- No, oil? it's like no. the little raw shrimps. Mm-hmm. 
So his parents loved it. My though. mom really liked this, yeah. but it's like not something that an American would love. And when they eat yeah. that, it's like oh, it's like us having like a McChicken or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just a different value on fl- but that, like that, different again, flavor profile. But like the the thing in the Ukraine was borscht, which is boiled cabbage. Yeah, with oh. like boiled chicken sometimes mm-hmm. and vegetables. Mm-hmm. It is the most bland thing, mm-hmm. and they like yeah. love it. It's like yeah, the they, thing that like oh. everybody it's like has. Their comfort food. Yeah, but yeah. it was the thing that when when uh, the Soviet Union taken over, cabbage was very popular mm. because oh. it was very cheap, yeah. and so. It's not only that; it's just the meal that I everyone, think that's, that's potatoes. potatoes. For us. Yeah, so this yeah. potatoes exactly. Every meal so that's what I'm saying. So like mm-hmm. some of this stuff is just this is what we've always had. This mm-hmm. is the tradition. Mm-hmm. It's very much sort of like biscuits and gravy around here. Where yeah, I'm just she like, doesn't like yeah. biscuits and gravy, and it's my favorite thing. I didn't even know what biscuits and gravy were. Okay. When I, I thought it was, I'm thinking brown gravy like Thanksgiving the yeah. first time I had it, and oh. I'm like on a biscuit for breakfast. That yeah. sounds disgusting. And like <laughs> yeah. like sausage gravy. I'm yeah. like, I still don't understand. I still don't understand. But okay, so here's here's my guess. My last train of thought, like. Where where do you see your guys' future? Like, what's the dream? Like, what's the hope? Like, do you guys have... Have you done any dreaming? Like, what's the thought process? I mean, right now, our dream is for you to get Swedish citizenship. We That's really started that process because when COVID hit, we couldn't be in the same country. Really. Oh, yeah. No, it's so a big deal. So we were like, that was the first step in our dream in that way. Yeah. So being able to be in the same country. Yeah. Without once, any If something barriers. else happens. And once he gets renewed, is that an opportunity again? Um, I have like, an opportunity yeah. to get uh, permanent permanent residency, kind of mm-hmm. like a green card um, soon, in about a year. Um, mm-hmm. But I have to be there for five years before I can apply for citizenship. Okay. Where, as in like permanent residency, is I can always go. Back I, and forth. You know, yeah. But they can always take that from me. It's not something, they can, something that can, like if something happens, they can take it. Whereas citizenship, I'm... They can't take that from me. I'm now a Swedish mm-hmm. Swedish citizen. Okay. Like, same as an American citizen. They can't take so that So you have dual me. citizenship. Exactly. Yeah. Which would be really cool. And then you would probably fight to possibly get yours? We, if we want to live here, because there's some, There's like, a weird tax stuff. law with America where America can still tax my income in Sweden. Yeah. And if she were to get a green card and a social security number, her income could also be taxed in so Sweden. So we would only so do that if you want to move So it would be, like, a double here. tax rate. Yeah. It's very annoying. It's like America and like two other countries in the world do it. It's like America, Somalia, and another country. That is so weird. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I was just wondering if that would be something to get down the road, but yeah, we we talked about it, but we haven't really. Decided she has a ten-year visa right now. That's a tourist visa, so she could never work on it. But she's allowed to be in America for six months at a time. Yeah. So there's not really any stress of like, oh, she won't be able to come see my mom or something. No, like that, and I mean you know? your family's there, and it makes yeah. sense. I mean you normally lean towards wherever the girls at. If I'm yeah, being honestly, you do. I <laughs> yeah. mean, and the truth of the matter is. I mean, it's probably because he cares a little less, not because he doesn't love his mama, but it's just the truth. Happy yeah. wife, happy life. So yeah. your family's there. And I mean, you're you're kind of a world traveler. You liked you like it <laughs> yeah. around a little bit. Well, I, I saying, feel like I'm, he likes Sweden more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little more exotic for me. Well, um, it was awesome having you guys on here and just learning a little bit, getting curious about Sweden and then just getting to check in. And I know there's probably some people that you want to share this with. You can give a life update and get a chance to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Maybe even to get a chance to share this with some of your friends in Sweden and, yeah. and translate it. They're going to cool. they're gonna come for me. They're going to be like, so this is what you think about our food, huh? You're wrong. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you both and I think the world of you. And I'm very excited to uh, see what God has in the plans in the future. And I think that just the iceberg tip of this has been shown and there's some cool things to come. So, um, as always, uh, yeah, God bless and love you. Thanks, so, Love you too. Um, yeah.
So if you have any questions for them or you want to correct any things that they said that were wrong um, <laughs> or I said that was wrong, uh, feel free to send Ryan an email mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Ryan will correct any of that. If you think anybody would enjoy this conversation or you just find it curious, feel free to subscribe or send it on and share it. Uh, leave us a review. Always helps us with the algorithm and get the word out. And uh, as always, have a great and glorious day in the Lord. We'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm.